Exodus chapter 12, starting in verse 21. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourself according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two, two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your house to strike you. You shall observe this right as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, for he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Then the people of Israel went and did so as the Lord had commanded them. So they did. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some of us might be more familiar with the Passover than others, and that's fine. I'll give a brief introduction on certain concepts, and then we'll go into a little bit more what it means today. The Passover lamb, it was a sacrifice, but what was it a sacrifice for? It's not a sacrifice for sin. Right? There are sacrifices that are for a sin offering, a whole burnt offering. Right? Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Although they do not get rid of intentional sin, which the Bible makes very clear, they are still for sin. It is not a sin offering. It is not a first fruit offering, an offering of thank, thankfulness to God, praising God uh, in Jewish tradition, and I think it's appropriate in ours as well. When God gives us something, if we do not thank Him for it, it is as if we've stolen from Him. And so, when the people of Israel, when they gathered their grain, which Passover is the, uh, 
the, the grain time of, of grain harvest, uh, Passover for the first grain and Shavuot for the second grain for wheat and barley, you have an offering that you give God. First fruits, or when, when your trees give you fruit, you offer a first fruit offering to God saying, thank you. That is not the Passover sacrifice. It isn't even a peace offering. What then is it? I want to look specifically at 24 through 28 of chapter 12. You shall observe this rite as a statute for you and for your sons forever. Now, forever is a long time. And, and uh, it, the same word is used in Genesis chapter 9, when God puts a rainbow in the skies and says, I will not destroy the world by water forever. This will forever be a covenant between me and you. Is God going to destroy the world in water one day? No, because it's forever. And we in fact know uh, when Jesus is with his disciples and he's having wine with them, which by the way is clearly not in the book of Exodus, it was a later tradition put in by men to remember what God had done, not scriptural, but Jesus followed it anyways because it taught, it remembered who God was. What does he say? I will not drink of this cup until, until the world to come, basically. Right? So, there will be Passovers in the world to come. It's forever. It's not just in the time of Moses or the children or their children's children. It is a statute forever to remember. When you come into the land that the Lord will give you, as he promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say, what is this? Why are we doing this? What's going on? You remind them what God has done. This is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. Moses told the people that this is what they were to tell their children when they get into the land of, Egypt, of Israel, Canaan. There's one problem. The Passover hasn't actually taken place yet. It's yet to have occurred. So what I want to tell us today is that there is an assumption being made. Since the time of Adam's fall, when has a people collectively 
decided to obey and follow God. They haven't, right? I mean, you don't see nations obeying God. You see disobedience all over the place. People sinning, people turning away from God intentionally. But there's an assumption made here. Because if you did not obey God, God would not pass over you. And you would not be able to tell your children, the Lord passed over us in the generations to come. There is an assumption made here. This sacrifice is a sacrifice of obedience. God told us what to do, and now He will do what He's going to do either way. But I have to make a choice. I have to choose. Do I take my hiccup, dip it in the basin, and if you were poor and you couldn't afford a lamb, you could do it with your neighbors, right? There is a way for everyone to be involved. But will I dip my hiccup in the blood and put it on the lentil and doorposts of my house? Will I do that? And that is the question. Because God was going to pass over. And those who did not have the blood on their doors, their firstborn would die. Egyptian or Israelite. Those who had the blood on the door would live. Egyptian or Israelite. And in fact, many, a great multitude, came with Israel when they left Egypt, who were not Israelite. But then when you read the book of Numbers, you don't read about Egyptians. You read about Israelites. Because they were part of the community, the congregation. They had joined with them in obedience. And oftentimes in disobedience. <laughs> More often, perhaps, in disobedience. God told them what to do, and He expected them to listen and to obey. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Worship. In this case, uh, uh, to, to bow down, uh, to prostrate oneself before God in prayer and worship. But there's other forms of worship. To do, to act. 
Then the people went and did so. They listened to God and they obeyed. And at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn. All who did not put the blood on their door. God's redemption in this case is physical. He led the people out of physical bondage. But too often we make things physical and spiritual. Passover is a physical redemption. Uh, Resurrection Sunday Easter is a spiritual one, but they connect. They're both important. And of course we say we're saved by God's grace, and I would argue by God's faithfulness, also ours. By grace you are saved through faith. Now that faith, I might argue, is largely God's faith, <laughs> uh, but also some ours. And we follow God, and afterwards He expects us to live for Him, to serve Him, to do the things that He tell, tells us to do. And of course, we also praise Him. We give Him our thanks offerings. We give Him our confession. We worship Him. But if we only worship Him in what we say, useless. We also must worship him in how we live. If you love someone, right, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. If you love someone, you do the things that make them happy. You do the things that they like. You serve them. If you're making breakfast, you don't say, well, I like bacon and eggs. When the person you're serving, in fact, doesn't eat bacon. Or eggs. Maybe they're vegan. If you walk up to someone and you offer them bacon and eggs and they're vegan, you're like, oh, I served you. I made something. I spent 15 minutes to make this for you. No, you didn't. Because you don't know what they like. Or if you did, you actually actively did something opposite of what they wanted. To serve God is to do what He wants. To love God is to do what He commands. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and this is where it's easy to fail, love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs>